Welcome, my friends, to Shaking the Salt with Dr. Peppers. My bio reads from troubled teen to teacher of the year, 100-pound weight loss, blah, blah, blah. You know the sort of thing you're working on in your before and after life story. So at the end of the message, stay tuned if you want to contact me for any reason, including prayers. Thank you. And I'm Dr. Peppers, Shaking the Salt. Here we go. Does it ever feel like pain in your life is breaking you? I know there are different kinds of pain, and just having had back surgery, mine right now is physical pain, but the physical spills over into the mental where I start thinking of all of these things and wondering and trying to figure out and what can I do, and then it spills over into the emotional where I don't want to feel like this. I've got a big event coming up in two weeks. I have to get up, get dressed, be able to walk in heels, and I can't even get out of bed right now. And then it spills over into the spiritual, where I remember God said, I am with you in this. Press through the pain. And, you know, just this last week, it has been one week since my surgery, and I have been, for the first time that I can remember in, well, maybe ever, I have been forced by the pain to lie in the bed. I don't want to take those horrible pills because I took one or two and they just made me crazy. I didn't even know where I was, who I was, what I was doing. Have you ever felt like that? And I don't mean just from pain pills. I mean just because life's circumstances, especially these last couple of years when we've all been through this time of what is going on? And just now, when we thought it was all over, one of my dear friends is in the hospital with COVID, and she is really, really going through a hard time right now. And I'm looking at my poor pitiful self, worried about, oh, my back hurts, oh, this pain in the back, oh, what am I going to do? And here we might even be looking at life and death issues with friends and family that are going through tragic events right now. And I'm whining and ringing my little bell, Bud, come bring me some water, bring me something to eat, fluff my pillows, turn the light on, turn the light off, turn the TV around, fix this, close the window, open the window, help me get out of bed. I have to go to the bathroom and sit on that hard, cold toilet seat. When my other friends are clinging to life and death, and some of you listening, yours may not be physical, but if you've ever been at the point in your life where you really didn't want to live, even though it wasn't anything physical, you might have just been facing the hardest time in your life where you thought there was never going to be any way out of this, or you just wanted to end it all, the pain and the agony and the trials and That was my life at age 23. I couldn't even imagine wanting to live another year or into my 30s or 40s. And that's when I got to the place where I said, all right, God, if you're really who they say you are, if what these words in this book really mean are true and promising, then go ahead. Take the rest of this life because I don't want to live it. And he did. 
And I have loved every minute, every phase of my life through the 30s, through my teaching, through the 40s when I started radio and 50s with television and speaking through all those years and traveling in all of the countries, 65 that we have been in. I've loved it all. And my husband got a brand new wife, a hundred pounds less physically, mentally, and emotionally, and spiritually, just a brand new union. We're going to be celebrating 50 years of married life and 53 years that he's had to put up with me through all of the pain that I've caused him. Can you even imagine? I can't. I think I would be the hardest person in the world to live with, but I understand how it feels. And if you're going through this, and I have another friend who's going through a serious depression and another one who is emotionally hurt because of a split in her marriage when she had no idea that her husband even wanted out of it. And in the in-between places where there isn't the pain and we start to think and feel and try to figure things out, sometimes this is even worse than the situation that we were in. I know that my back is going to feel better. I know that my life will resume. But some of my friends and some of you may not even feel or think that that's possible for you. So if you want to just run from the pain you're going through, you can numb it temporarily with the drugs. I was prescribed oxycodone, and I thought I was going out of my mind. I wasn't about to take another one of those, so I'm pressing through the pain. That's what I'm calling it. I used to do it with food. I used to do it with drinking. I used to do it with relationships. And then I found there was one who had suffered more pain than I will ever know, the one who went to the cross for me, the one who not only lived but died for me. And when I start feeling sorry for myself and trying to numb the pain and I realize I'm imprisoning myself with other things, I understand that this is the indication that a transformation is taking place. That's right. When you get through the pain of whatever it is, I always say, don't waste that pain. Use that for God's good, because there is somebody out there that needs to hear it. Somebody that needs to know when you're going through pain, you understand that that piercing feeling is nothing like the piercing that they placed on God's head with the thorns, the crown of thorns, and the piercing in his sides, and the piercing pain that he had to be separated from God himself. So for me, the answer to pressing through the pain is praying. That was hard to say. Press through the pain by praying and praise. There is this thing called the sacrifice of praise when you shouldn't ever feel like praising God, and most of the time you don't. You just continue to praise him and thank him and give him all glory and know that he has said, when you pray, pray believing that you will receive, that I will get through this. That's been our life key verse for many years, Mark 11, verse 24. And then whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. That's from Psalm 91, verse 1. And then, of course, there's another great verse from James 4, 8. When we draw near to God, 
he will draw near to us. And when we invite him to be closer to us, he always accepts that invitation. Isn't that good news? So on the days and the hours, especially where the pain is just killing me, it's not literally. So why even say that? I just lie there still. And I say, thank you, God, that I know I will get through this. Thank you, you have promised to be with me always. Thank you that your word promises me that when I draw close, you are there, that I am not alone because you said, lo, I am with you always. I am not weak because I rest in your strength. And when I think about all of the other things that start drawing me away, I bring myself around and say, yes, Lord, you are the most high. You have the final say over me. You know me and you love me intimately. And today I declare that I will trust you in the midst of my pain, for you are my everyday dwelling place, my saving grace. And it's in your name I pray. Amen. Are you hurting, my friend? Pray and press through the pain. Because he is with you, he'll never leave you or forsake you. And that is his promise. I'm Dr. Pepper, shaking the salt. And thank you, my friends, for all of your prayers. And God is shining his light. Thanks for staying on, my friend. If you would like to contact me, visit saltandlightministry.com. If you want to share your story with me, ask a question, have me come speak to your group, or maybe just request prayer. Once again, saltandlightministry.com. Thanks and God bless.